Hello there. Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. My name is Benjamin Light. This is Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S4E23 Unbridled. Mm-hmm. And to penultimate episode. Or I'm sorry, penultimate episode. Penultimate episode. Of season four. Mm-hmm. Pretty Little Liars. Unbridled. Written by Mike Goldsmith and Oliver Goldstick. Directed by Oliver Goldstick. It's an Oliver Goldstick joint. Yeah, this is the uh, the episode where they get all the liars in wedding dresses because you knew that was going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Something, something, something. The marriage industrial complex. Mm-hmm. So we start off in the dark woods at night. Somebody in a wedding dress is moving through these woods, and that somebody is Spencer Hastings. Yeah, and moving in the way you have to move when you're wearing a dress, where she's kind of like holding the dress up on each side, like. Uh, the way she kind of like floats through the woods is very creepy because mm-hmm. it's all like woody nighttime long veil trailing. Yeah, it's it's like... she, she gets her veil caught on something briefly and has to unstick it. And uh, she's looking around. There's somebody else is in these woods, too. Can't really see who, but there's like another dark figure in the mm-hmm. woods somewhere. And then at one point she just like. Like tumbles down a small hill or something. Yeah, like she like, trips. Like almost face first. Yeah, totally face plants. And she gets back up. She's like all like covered in dirt. Mm-hmm. I think she might actually be bleeding from her hand. It looks that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's just moving along. Yeah, there's like blood on her face at one point. She's moving along, trying to like you know catch up to whoever this figure is, like moving, darting through the woods. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we just hear this like clank. And like she, her mouth opens in shock, and this is the part where you're like, "Was that a bear trap?" Well, it's just yeah, this loud metal crunch, and she freezes in like terror or pain, like she's been stabbed. And then we get a title card, very simply, forty-eight hours earlier. It's one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a name for this trope. I just not sure how to look it up. Starting in media res. I mean, it, it's starting in a meteor ray, but it's not like the this specific thing where not only do we start that way, but then we jump back mm-hmm. to, you know, that that's another trope than than just starting something in the middle of the action. Mm. TV loves that, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like a totally common thing you see on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, PLL does it maybe once a season, probably. Yeah, probably about. I mean, famously in the finale to season 2A. Yeah, S2E12, they do it. Yeah. Um, so, 48 hours earlier, we're at the Ruin of Brew. Somebody's making coffee, and we see the four liars are at a table together talking their shit over. Not at their nook, but at nope. a table. This is when they really have to, like, just hash it out. Like, Spencer, you would think, if Spencer wasn't so out of it, she would be making diagrams out of, like, finger foods. But uh, Well, they, they did the same thing, and was that... The start of season four. S4E2, yeah. maybe, the start yeah. of that episode? Yeah, it's like the same thing here almost. Yeah. Uh, um, although the locations of the liars are different, but sure. Well, it's a nice, you know, pattern closing in season four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Arya says, wait, so you think Paige gave that note to the police? Because sometimes Arya's Catholic exposition. <laughs> and it says, we don't think we know. I mean, it was her handwriting, her stationery. And Arya's like, Em, have you spoken to her yet? And Emily's like, uh, she's in Maine visiting family. And so Arya's like, you guys, the police know A is alive. And Hannah says, and we're all going to get dragged into that precinct. And sorry, go. Well, I was going to say, you know, for the other girls who are so good 
oversharing at times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes not. Like, uh, Emily's very good at compartmentalizing her relationship problems. Yeah, yeah. Especially as they spill over into the drama of everyone else. But, um. Well, because she doesn't talk about that right now. She says, honestly, I'm more worried about Allison than I am about us. Yeah, so her relationship dramas are kind of taking center stage. Uh, Ari is like, you know, you guys, the police know that Ali's alive. And Hannah's like, then we're all going to get dragged into that precinct. Mm-hmm. Spencer, yeah, she just looks like she's having a really hard time dealing with this. And Hannah says, so what are we going to say when the cops ask us whose bones are in, Ar- are in Ali's grave? And Ari's like, that we don't know. Which is true. Yeah. And Spencer says, you guys, if the cops are going to question anybody, it's going to be me. I'm the one who's Ali's mom saw with that shovel. Dangerous to be seen with a shovel in Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ari says, but Hallie's alive, Spencer. And Spencer says, yeah, and somebody else isn't. And I'm the one who might have bashed in the skull of a stranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ari looks around we're like a little bit worried that maybe some bystanders might have heard that. And mm-hmm. Ari's like, okay, you really need to eat something. Hannah, give her your cookie. And Hannah's like, you give her your cookie. I'm hungry. I love just like the sass Hannah gives. <laughs> She's like, you give her your cookie. I'm hungry. Well, plus, like, do, you don't mess with Hannah's food. Yeah, exactly. Plus, we know Hannah's appetite is directly tied into how Hannah's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spencer's like, Arya, face it. That's why Ali's mom has been stalking us ever since Mona put on a straight jacket. Well, this is the funny thing, though. The whole conceit of this episode is that Ali's mom has it out for Spencer and the liars. Mm-hmm. And, and that Ali's mom a. knows Ali's alive. And thus she's A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arya's like, let's back up for a second. I get that Mrs. D is really scary. But, and then we see at this point that the liars are being watched outside from outside mm-hmm. the window. And Ari continues, but I'm not buying that she's the devil. And he says, I agree. I mean, A knows Ali's alive. If she knew that, why would she waste her energy torturing us instead of bringing her daughter back home? And Spencer says, maybe because she thinks Ali won't be safe until I'm behind bars. Which is pretty thin logic, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and Hannah says, okay, you do need this more than I do. And she slides her cookie plate over to Spencer. Very generous of you, Hannah. Yeah. And uh, Spencer's like, okay, I'm not saying that she hasn't had help. And Emily, you know, points that she stayed at that house. Spencer's like, yeah, and you were almost like kebab with a knitting needle. And Arya's like, that was me. She's like, um, that was me. She's like, I, I need credit for the one of the few times A's ever, ever done anything to me. Yeah. Exactly. Don't take that away from me, Spencer. Yeah. And you, you know, in Arya's mind, she's spun that into like a huge drama. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, her... That her time A journal, attacked her with a Navy needle. Her feelings journal, like, that looms large. Um, and Emily's like, you know, I was there when she got the divorce paper. Okay, she's been through hell. Which doesn't really excuse her from being A, though. And so mm-hmm. it's like, that might also be the birthplace on her passport. Which is a, a great line, yeah. Hannah says, I always knew she was a witch. Fitz is just confirming it. Uh-oh, mention of the Dread Ezra. The Dread Ezra. Although it doesn't seem to land at all because Emily says, yeah, and we all know how much we can trust him. Arya doesn't seem to react to this at all. It's like, she's like, who's fits? Yeah. Basically, like she has no reaction to this. Like you're expecting her to go nuclear, but nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, but so at Emily- the, I'll say at the mention of Dredzria there, uh, Emily gets up disgusted. Uh, Spencer asks, you know, where she's going. And Emily's like, home. And you're my ride. Can we please go? Spencer has to leave with her, Tulpa. And Arya stays with hers. And... This, this is a strong theory episode. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget the cookie is still there on the table. Mm-hmm. So outside the brew, the streets going to take that cookie back. Oh, oh, yeah, she is. Yeah. There's, there's take backsies. Uh, the streets are slick from rain. Emily's like walking. And like running to catch up. Then Emily spots when they cross the street. And she's like, is that Jason? It is. It's Jason Tularentis. We haven't seen in like a season, I think. 
Like last uh, time we saw him was the end of season three, like when he fell down the elevator shaft. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, did he have cool guy haircut back then? Uh, it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. It's all like swooped up here. It was more kind of like surfer bro last time we saw it. I think. There's going to be a time when almost every guy in the show, except for like Ezra and, oh God, Toby, has this haircut. Oh yeah, this is the same haircut that Mikey Montgomery had a few weeks ago. Well, and he's going to get it even more mm-hmm. soon. But like this this haircut, like I hope you like this haircut because every, like this is what they're handing out for free. Except like, for super Caleb. Cuts. Yeah. 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 Caleb's. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's like, I'm back. I brought really weird facial hair with me. I look Asian now. Um. Anyway, so Spencer starts calling out to Jason. He sees them, but he just gets in his car and drives off. Oh, yeah. He definitely notices them and just in gets your in his car. Face, ladies. Yeah. Spencer's like, what was that about? And then he's like, who knows? When did he get back? And Spencer's like, I don't know, but he totally saw us. Come on. Hurry. They <laughs> rush to the car. And I love Spencer will chase down her half brother that snubbed her and chide him for his rudeness. <laughs> She's like, hurry. I don't want to lose him. And he's like, why would he just take off like that? And Spencer's trying to start the car, but she can't. She's like, what's going on? It's stuck. And Emily's like, what's this? And Spencer's like, what? And Emily like pulls out. There's just like this really long stream, stream, or I'm sorry, strip of, uh, photos, like, like from a photo booth. Yeah. Uh, it's just like this super long strip. She keeps, that's like wedged under the ignition. And yeah. she's like, keeps pulling this out and pulling it out. You know, like probably like three feet of photos come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all like photo booth pictures of Allie, but with the face cut out. At least that's what it looks like. Face cut out or blacked out? Cut out or blacked out. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, then there's an A message down at the very bottom that says, you know me, Spencer. You killed me. Oh, shit. So they all look around very spooked. Guess yeah, the, the chase for Jason will have to wait. Yeah. So after the credits, we're in Arya's bedroom the next morning. She's wearing a red dress, but holding up a white dress in front of herself as she looks in the mirror and talks on the phone. Yeah, uh, she's talking to her mother, and Ella says, it's not about money, it's about getting wasted in a motel room. <laughs> and Arya says, it wasn't wasted, Mom. The friend I was with did the, was the one doing all the drinking. Mm-hmm. Which, wow. Does Ella actually buy that? I mean, well, she's Ella's like, like, whatever you say, Arya. Well, Ella's like, which friend? This was one friend? Because your father made it sound like you were hosting the Rolling Stones, which, LOL. Well, and Arya, she holds up, like, another skirt to her waist and, like, frowns. As though maybe it doesn't fit or something. Like, is this another, like, Arya's pregnant thing? There's going to be a couple of those in this episode. I think so. Yeah. And Arya's like, yes, Mom, it was one friend. And Ella says, does this have anything to do with Mr. Fitz resigning from Rosewood? Mm. Arya's like, how do you know about that? And Ella says, Arya, what's going on? Uh, One thing I noticed, Ella has, like, a very nice phone voice. Yeah, it's very professional, very Mm. sweet. Um, Arya says, nothing, I'm fine. Honestly, I just can't really talk about this first thing in the morning. And Ella says, well, would it be any easier if I was at the foot of your bed? And Arya's probably thinking, what the fuck does that mean? But then the door opens and in walks Ella. She's back. And Arya gets up and runs over to her and gives her mom a big hug. Yeah. It's very weird wording, though. I get what she's saying, but it's very But at the foot of your bed? Yeah. Well, especially because Arya has like like a day bed. Doesn't yeah, really have a foot to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Spencer's house. Spencer's coming downstairs, talking to Emily on the phone. Spencer says that Jason's not answering Emily. He, well, he's unloading boxes from the car. So I'm just going to walk over there and try to talk to him. Spencer looks over and sees that Dean is like sitting at the island reading the newspaper, like he's fucking moved in. Why are you so mean, Dean? 
she tells him that she'll have to talk to her later, hangs up. Spencer is, again, dressed like Spencer Hastings, like very, very preppy, very smartly put together, just a touch of ridiculousness. She's wearing what's either like a band geek's jacket well, or it's like, the, like or the uniform the, of the admiralty, I think. It's like the uniform, it's like her uniform top as like a lieutenant colonel in the Hastings army. You could also possibly like bullfight in that. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I with mean, like with like a a like I don't know sea green skirt that doesn't even match. Like well, I don't, it's a weird look. Have we considered that Peter Hastings might also be El Presidente of a small island nation somewhere? I think we have considered that, and I, I think we can say that he probably is. Probably, um, he won it in a cocktail. By the way, I'm just gonna throw this out now. Maybe we can circle back to it. Who yeah. would Peter Hastings be in Game of Thrones? Oh shit! Yeah. Of remaining like characters, well, just like, any any characters. I have an idea. We can circle back to that later. Okay, okay. Um, so since he walks over to the dean, he's like, "Hey, you're up early," and she says, "Yeah, I have to go talk to him before school." And he's like, "Okay, I will get my jacket." Such so tells the dean that he doesn't have to come. He says, "Yeah, he does," because her parents hired her to be with him, or hired him to be with her at all times. And such is like, "Yeah, I get it," but my friend you're going to make him very uncomfortable. And Dean's like, well, why the pause? And she's like, huh? And he's like, you pause before my friend. How come? And Spencer says, because he's my next door neighbor. Okay. He's also my, it's a, it's complicated. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, you're making it sound more and more inviting. Yeah. And she says, Dean, seriously, please. He just got out of rehab himself. And if yeah. my sobriety cert tags along as a chaperone and he's like, it's my job. And she says, it's annoying. Okay. And I'm not going to meet him behind a dumpster to cook meth. Just walking next door. Can you just watch from the window? Jason would probably suck, even at cooking meth. Spencer's just like, Jason, we need to cook. You're goddamn right. And Dean's like, okay, fine. Where's the cup? And she just like, she just says nothing. She's just aggrieved. And Spencer, or he says, Spencer, I need a urine sample. That's the deal. And she says, well, I'm tapped out. And he just slides over this pitcher of water. And he's like, well, replenish and we'll wait. I'm sure a girl loves being told to replenish. Yeah. Well, I mean, other than that particular moment, which is, ugh. Uh, there's, Dean has like flashes, just flashes of being a good foil for Spencer, though. Well, this is also because Spencer, see, I believe Spencer has a plan in place through this episode, which oh, he executes. Yeah. Well, because I don't, because we talked about a little bit last time, like, she is signing. She's volunteering to some of the confinement that comes with this. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen previously just this season alone. Spencer can rebel against just something like this if she so chose. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So go to the Marin kitchen. Or Hannah Ashley, they're in the kitchen. In the it's morning. Ashley Marin. There's bridal magazines and what have you, and binders and shit all over the place. Hannah's got cereal. She's looking for a place to sit, and Ashley's just like, "Don't touch that. Don't touch that either." And Hannah's like, where the hell am I supposed to eat then? So Ashley clears her like a, a six-inch space at the counter. <laughs> tiny little space at the edge of the countertop, yeah. She's like, so right Hannah there. Says, yeah, Ashley is like busting her ass for this this bridal show. Uh, Hannah asks... Well, it's like she was like doing property management for Jessica, but now she's just like her assistant. Well, it's going to get worse from this point on. But it's like you used to be the branch manager of a bank. Mm-hmm. This is like... Ugh. Um... So Hannah asks, shouldn't Mrs. D be doing all this work since she's the one hosting this stupid bridal show? And Ashley's like, it's not stupid. It's for charity. And Jessica's a little distracted right now. There's something going on. At this point, I notice there's even champagne bottles with little tuxedos and wedding dresses <laughs> on them. Yeah, she's like, 
something's going on. <laughs> and Hannah says, have you ever wondered why she offered you a job? I mean, you guys weren't even friends. And Ashley says, well, it's not like I had many after I checked out at Cell Block H. Cell uh, Block H is one of those PLL spinoffs that didn't make it past pilot season. Yeah. And it says, I'm sorry, I just I don't trust her. And you shouldn't either. And Ashley says, she helped this ham- family through a very difficult time. And the least we can do is be there for her. And then we just get some Hannah face. Mm-hmm. So Rosewood High, the girls' bathroom. Spencer and Emily are in the mirror, touching up their faces. Well, they're both like working on their lip gloss game here. Another yeah. very... Very strong, like they're the same person vibes because they're doing the exact same thing in the mirror. Yeah, so Emily asked if the door was slammed in Spencer's face when she went to see Jason this morning. Spencer says no, that Jason had gone inside by the time she got over there. So Emily asks, you know, what happened? And Spencer's like, Dean and his obsession with my bladder. (laughs) And Emily's like, well, I thought you were allowed more privileges. To which Spencer says, you can't escape the cup, Emily. Yeah, just then the door opens and in walks Paige. Awkward. Uh, mood is icy. Paige has got like a jean jacket with some weird, I don't know, like patterns sewed into the sides. She has weird fashion this season. Mm. And like the the hair parted down the middle, which is not a good look. It's a very severe look. And Paige is like, oh, hey. And Emily's like, when did you get back? And Paige says, late last night. I was going to call you this morning. And Emily's like, but you didn't. Spencer's <laughs> like, I'll see you later. She gets yeah, the fuck out of there. Spencer's so like, at this point, I would douse myself in gasoline and light myself on fire rather than pay witness to this conversation. Yeah, and Emily's like, so does your phone stop working when you leave the state? Well, Emily has put up a wall so big and so cold here that it could keep even the White Walkers away. I mean, and you, Paige can, you can like, feel when, when Shay Mitchell turns it off. Paige is like, it was wall-to-wall family stuff. My grandparents are needy and old. And Emily's like, all grandparents are old. And she's like, Emily. And Emily's like, you told the police. You promised me you wouldn't. And then you went ahead and told them. Well, so everything leading up to that line, all grandmas are old, was like said into the mirror. Yeah, they're not now, even looking at Now Emily other. turns and faces her. Yeah, and Paige is like, I did it to protect you. And Emily says, and who's going to protect Allison? Paige says she doesn't think she needs any. And Emily's like, I see. So you totally played me. And you got exactly what you wanted. Revenge on Allison. And she starts to leave. Paige is like, this isn't about revenge. And Emily's like, really? She's been hiding for two years from somebody who tried to kill her. And by you writing her out to the cops, you just sent out a search party. And Paige is like, then let the cops protect her. And Emily says, and what if they don't get there first? Mm-hmm. And Paige doesn't really have an answer for this. She looks like she's about to cry. And Emily just takes off out of there. Yeah. So inside Arya's locker, we see the door open. And Arya grabs something. And she says, well, she knows something's up with Ezra. Yeah, and she turns, she's talking to Hannah, and Hannah says, wait, you're not going to tell your mom what really went down with him, are you? Yeah. And Arya's like, look, Hannah, don't worry, I'm not going to overshare, because Arya is the best at keeping secrets. Hmm. And oversharing, oddly enough. Does she overshare? I I think that these girls have probably heard more about Arya's life at times. I don't think I don't think Arya overshares. Arya plays it close to the vest. Like they didn't even know she was with that uh, Fitz again for a while. Yeah, but I think once it comes out, she can't shut up about it. I'll put it that way. I once feel the like, vault has been opened. I feel like of the four of them, like Spencer is probably the one most likely to like let them know more than anyone wants to know about something. I, I see. I think like once Arya said Spencer's to Emily, like, "You guys, Toby, you got you have to know this about Toby," and they're like, "No, we don't." Like he hangs on the left. I think. Uh, like curved like a banana. I think once Arya said to Emily, like, hey, do you mind? You're kind of sitting in like sacred territory over there. 
I think those girls probably heard nonstop icky details. No, I, I disagree. I don't think Arya. I think that's all she would have said. No, you got a point because she is so sophisticated. She, she, she felt like just letting it drop, you know, because she, she has to tell her girlfriends that, but she's not going to say anything else. Well, but I, I Anna think and Spencer, I think, would be far more likely to go into detail. Okay, I'll give you this though. Uh, you're right. I don't think she goes into details, but I think Arya is the one who continuously wants to to plant the germ of something in their brains to let them know there's something that they don't know <laughs> about their, their relationship, her relationship of, you know, Ezra or whoever. Yeah. So can't anyway. really brag about Jake because come on. Yeah. Jake sucked. Sorry. says, talk later. She walks off and Hannah is looking in her direction and smiles. Cause she sees Travis is walking by pushing like a library book cart down the hall. Yeah, like a book truck. And uh, she's like, Hannah's Hey, jacket, how's it going? Hannah's jacket, by the way, is a cascading nightmare of glitter. Or yeah, whatever it's that sequins, or I don't know. It's like gray and sparkly, and it's it's weird. Well, yeah. she also has like this weird white blouse on that's buttoned all the way up to the collar. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, her hair too. Um, I don't know what's going on with Hannah's hair in this episode. It's a little messy. It's, it's lucky that she's so goddamn it's charming. Like, did you did you not have time in front of the mirror this morning? Yeah, Arya yeah, well, had time. Well, maybe she couldn't see herself in the mirror because the light hit her jacket and blinded her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she runs into Travis, who's pushing that full book truck down the hallway, and she makes a joke like, ah, oh, and I thought I had a lot of homework. Well, he does not laugh at the joke at all. He's like, it's a job. The library. They hire a couple students every year. You humorless, poor son of a bitch. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to be late. Excuse me. And he rolls off, and Hannah makes some Hannah face for a second, and then she's like, nope, I'm going to follow you. And she's like, hey, Travis, wait, look, I'm really sorry about the other night. It's not that I didn't have a good time, I just have a lot going on. And he says, it kind of seems like you've always got a lot going on. <laughs> Which is true. And Hannah did not choose the liar life, it shows her. The girl has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. She's got it going on a lot. And she says, well, can we have a do-over? You, me, tomorrow night? We don't even have to call it a date. We can just eat at the same time across from each other. And he's just like not feeling it at all. He's just like, I can't. I'm busy. Well, I think he's he's like taking the opportunity to stick it to her a little bit. Yeah, and she's like, oh, okay. I guess I'll see you later. And he rolls off, and Hannah doesn't really like sad, just like annoyed, like stupid boys, you know? Yeah, he just moseys on down the way. Moseys off into the sunset of his cart full of books. Which, you know, she did come back. At the end of that, like, date, to give him a kiss. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of bitchy here, Cowboy Travis. Um, so then we hear over that, like, the very end of that, Mr. T. Laurentis voiceover, what are you talking about? Yeah, cut to the De Laurentis house. She's on the phone, like, near, like, a rack of wedding dresses. And she's saying, people have to eat. I thought we agreed to do finger foods before the speeches, Michael. Who's Michael? Uh, and she lowers the phone to talk to Ashley for a sec. She's like, Ashley, check in there. And see, Ashley Marin's there, like, looking through this, like, bin of, like, folders and papers and shit for who knows what. It's, like, stupid bridal show event. And Jess is just like, figure it out. Or, I'm sorry, we cut ahead there. She says, a seafood parfait is not a finger food. No one wants to ruin a manicure digging shrimp out of a skinny cup. So true. Mm-hmm. And then outside, we see a police cruiser rolls up. Jessica notices this. I don't think Ashley does. And Jessica just says, figure it out, please. She hangs up. And it's like she has to get rid of Ashley here. She says, Ashley, would you mind going upstairs to get the place cards? They're in a bag in the guest room. Ashley's like, sure. And she can see through the the blinds that Detective Holbrook is getting out of the police cruiser with an envelope in hand. So, 
minor nitpick. Michael was probably the planner of the event. Like, what the hell is Ashley doing? Like, he could be then? like the caterer. I don't know. It, but he's like also determining when the food is going to happen. Like, yeah. Ashley's not even. She's not even like the major domo. She's not even like the the consigliere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. She's just like the clipboard girl who's there to get yelled at. So outside the dealer's house, Mrs. D steps outside to greet Holbrook. He well, says, it's like she it's like she wants to do this away from Ashley. She shuts the door behind her, goes outside. Doesn't want doesn't even want him inside. But I do like that she like she stops on like her second step of the mm-hmm. porch just so that she's kind of like looking down on Holbrook through this whole conversation. She has yeah. the, the high ground. Yeah. Uh he says good morning, yeah, asks if he can come in. She looks a little concerned. She says, Now it's not a good time, so what is this about? He says that he wanted to give her an update on the investigation. Then she says, well, can we please just let my daughter rest in peace? And he says, Mrs. Laurentis. Laurentis, we're not certain that your daughter is in that grave. Well, I am. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Emperor Palpatine is Jessica De Laurentiis. <laughs> That's my attempt at Andrea Parker. She does so many great like vocal things. Over yeah, the course of course, her playing the show. Well, I am. She turns to leave, and Holbrook says, when you reported Allison missing... He gave the Rosewood PD a file of family photos. One of them shows Allison as a young girl with a break in her right arm. The coroner didn't report any fracture in that bone. And she says, then the coroner made a mistake. He says, well, the only way to know for certain is to exhume the body. And Jessica looks off. It's like she's like stealing herself. She's like, that is not going to happen. She looks very emotional, yeah. Yeah, and Holbrook says, I already have the judge's order. I'm not here to ask your permission. And she's just like coldly staring at him now. And he holds out the manila envelope that he's carrying. He's like, just to keep you informed. And she doesn't take the envelope. She just like stares at him. It's like quiet fury. Well, she looks scared, concerned, furious all at once. Mm-hmm. So were you doing the voice trying, there? Trying. I feel like it's left you, but like you're still like doing like the mouth gestures or whatever. I'm trying really hard to do the voice. Hmm. Sometimes it just isn't there. He hasn't been doing the voice lately. I blame it on him. <laughs> Sean Ferris hasn't been doing the Sean Ferris. No, he, he's like his voice changed. Like he's not doing it as much. It's throwing me off. We need a hashtag that like for Sean Ferris is the Sean Ferris voice. Yeah. Could you start talking all weird again? Like you're not totally moving your mouth. I mean, if Toby's allowed to do his voice whenever he wants. Uh, so I got to Allison's bedroom. Ashley comes in. She sees like a blonde doll in a chair. She takes a step inside. This is clearly not the guest bedroom. Oh. She well, of course, there's a, just a fucking creepy doll sitting around in a chair. Of course, uh, it's like, like it's like it's staring right at the door. <laughs> uh, she finds a shopping bag on the floor in front of Allison's bed, and she picks it up. Looks well, it's, a, it's a department store shopping bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a nice fancy one. She finds that clothes in the bag. Just it's supposed skirt. to be from Neiman's, I think, but it's it's Neiland's. It's like mm. fake Neiman's. There's a skirt, and there's what I can't tell if it's a scarf or a blouse. Um, I think it's a blouse. It's something with kind of like brown and green patterns. It's and like like a beige skirt with bling on the hips. It looks like something that Byron probably teaches about in one of his classes, one of his lectures. Um, then Ashley finds a receipt and thanks me for us. She says out loud, "She bought these yesterday." Yeah, because they don't actually want to show the date on the show. Yeah, uh, and then we see a shadow move outside, and Jessica enters the room. And even the way Andrea Parker moves is creepy. Like she doesn't just like walk in; she kind of like swoops in around the corner, she, like she's like clearing the room or something. She does this. Um, she has this amazing ability at like eerie stillness. Mm-hmm. And she says, "Does this look like a guest room to you?" 
And Ashley very quickly puts the clothes back. She looks guilty. She has no explanation at all. And Jessica's just like glaring at her. Mm. And Ashley's like, he, you're not going to murder me, are you? Busted. Yeah. So get the pink table outside Rosewood High. Um, I think the last time I saw this table, Spencer and Toby were having lunch there. Emily has the paper that came with Allison's five grand that had the email addresses. And yeah, there's some email addresses and a phone number that was in Allie's money stash. She's got her tablet out, and she's showing that she got an automated response from the email address saying that she was, like, not authorized to contact this email address. So she Yeah. Also, it's interesting. Didn't they say they're going to try to do this anonymously, and yet she sent it from her own email address? But, of course. Uh, so she pulls out herself. Emily F. at SupernetServices.com. Supernet? Mm-hmm. Only get on the Supernet. Yeah, so she, she can't email this address she's trying to get in contact with because... The account holder has to like add her to like the uh un- you know the unrestricted list or whatever. Yeah, so she gets herself on out. She calls a number and gets a voicemail that says, "Bongiorno, you've reached Mama Gumbusi. We've currently closed renovations." This is the number that was on the uh, the list of addresses and number. Yeah. So she hangs up when she sees Jason walking away from the school. She calls out to him. Jason stops as she comes up to him, and she's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Just need to get a paycheck reissued." And she means last yeah, night. I like the same voice for Jason as you do for uh, Karate Bro Jake. Well, because they're both like trying a little bit of the same cool guy affect. I know cool guy. That's kind just of a your cool guy voice. I think. That's my cool guy voice. I'm yeah. doing like a weird squint as I do it too. Um, I lick my lips a lot too. Uh, mm-hmm. So she, she says she means last night when he snubbed her and Spencer, and he's just like, "I needed to get home," and she's like, "Get home!" Like, also, who is the bigger like deadbeat employee at Rosewood High, Jason or Ezra? Probably Jason. I guess. Yeah. Well, considering that, who knows what the fuck he's actually teaching? Yeah, how much is he getting paid? Like, I don't, it doesn't seem like a full time position. Like, is he, like he gets like, like a, a stipend of like $100 a month or something. Well, like, I wonder, like, did like Jason, like, is his purview like now taken over by this Jesse guy? Probably. They're like, hey, we decided to hire a real counselor with a psychology degree. Jesse's like, Jason. I've uh, looked at your files, and I can't tell what exactly it is we're paying you to do. Let's get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, Sam Lee's like, get home. Jason, I haven't heard from you since the, I almost I left almost half my body in that elevator shaft. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. Felt pretty bad about that. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> the way he says it is so laughable. Like, Sorry, Emily. Things are getting kind of weird around here. Uh, Jason says... You were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wilden was after me. And she's like, wait, you think Wilden was behind that? And he's like, who else? And he says, look, I know it hasn't been easy for you. And so does Spencer. I mean, we heard you kind of had a relapse. The last night when we tried and he's like, Emily, my mom's got a lot of stuff going on right now, right? It's interesting. He had like no reaction at all to the mention of the relapse. Yeah. And he says, I kind of need a little space between me and Spencer. Interesting. And she's like, why? And he says, because I need to keep a little space between her and my mom. Her family's already being harassed by the police. We don't need it from the girl next door, too. Even more interesting. And he's like, I'm not excusing Spencer, but we both know your mom can be a little. And he's like, if you're expecting me to dump on her, it's not going to happen. Going back to rehab a second time was humbling. My mom was there for me. Whatever. I don't believe you. Like, Jason just sounds like completely full shit here. And so he sounds like, like Jason. Well, maybe for you, but lately it was Spencer. And he says, Emily, this is not the first time my mom thought Spencer was messing with our family. Cut to drugged flashback. out Jason flashback. 
Jason is like kind of half asleep on his couch in the Delirantis house, and we we hear Allie and Mrs. D talking as they enter the room. Well, it seems like he's, he's like waking up from a nap. Or something. He's also like watching like wrestling on his laptop, like Super not pro laptop. wrestling, but like like Olympic wrestling or something like that. I'm surprised it's not like backyard wrestling, considering Jason. Well, I mean, somebody had to decide this is what Jason's watching, and this is what they came up with. You know, he could have been watching anything. He could I have mean, not had a laptop in front of him. But what what would have made more sense other than like porn? I mean, like maybe Godzilla movies or something on his laptop too. He could have just had like some like I don't know pot website open or something. I don't know. Just videos of like Snoop Dogg, like token up. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so he kind of wakes up on the couch. He hears the sounds of like Mrs. D and Allison arguing. Uh, Mrs. D is asking Allison who's been harassing her, and she's telling Allison to like defend herself. And well, Allison, like, how? I don't even know who they are. Well, don't, don't skip over all this. She says, Allison, don't walk away. And Allie says, I don't want to talk about it. And Jessica says, I want to know more about it. And Allie's like, I don't. And Jessica says, I want to know who do you think it might be? And, and Allie's like, Mom, drop it. And Jessica says, Well, you can't just let someone walk all over you for you. Defend yourself. And Allie's like, How? I don't even know who they are. And Jessica says, Well, you said there were notes. And Allie says that they're anonymous. So this is interesting because apparently Allie has told Jessica at least something about A here. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the name A specifically, but Mrs. D knows that Allie's been getting threatening notes. Well, I, I like this take on Allison that she's not this put together, very adult, menacing sociopath. At oh, this, this is age. her mom. She's still, but she's still a, like a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she still has a girl who has a family that she relies on in some fashion. Yeah, and uh, Jessica's like, "Are they on your phone?" And Jessica reaches out for Allie's phone, and Allie jerks it away, and she's like, "Don't touch that." And Jessica says, "Is it Spencer?" And Allie's like, "No." And Jessica says, "Why not?" You know, she's always been jealous of you, and she has plenty of reason to want to hurt this family. And Allie's like, what does that mean? And Jessica says, it means that I won't allow you to be bullied. You fight fire with fire. Smoke her out. Smoke her out! Jason sits up, and he's like, spoken like a true debutante. And he's just like smirking at them, and Jessica's like, how long have you been sitting there? And he just like smiles. Allie looks very nervous. Well, so Allison was very surprised to hear the smoke her out comment come out of her mom. Um, but yeah, a lot of like shocked Allison face. But like, you have to wonder like, is this the genesis of Allison starting to dig and suspect that there's something between the Hastings and De Laurentiis family? Maybe it's it's really hard to tell. Like, we don't know what the timeline is here. I guess. But like, specifically that like Jessica's concerned that Jason overheard mention of this. Um, yeah, yeah. And flashback back of Emily and Jason. And Emily's like, so your mom, really, your mother really believed that Spencer was after Allison. And Jason doesn't really want to get into this. His mom needs him right now. He's there to help her. So he takes off. And Emily's like, hmm. So we cut to the uh, Montgomery like hearth, the fireplace there. Um, Fire burning. Yeah. There's yeah. Ella and Arya are sitting on the couch. Now it's a mother-daughter time. Ella's, Arya's drinking her moon tea. Yeah. Ella's fondling the invitation to Mrs. D's bridal show, which is called engaged to change some sort of like benefit for children or something that involves bridal stuff i don't i don't know for children who've been murdered in front of their parents eyes um yeah so ella says so this the human ship, fund yeah the human fund money for dead girls ella says so this bridal thing sounds like it's for a good cause do you want to be my date you know the gilmore girls here are just enjoying their tea and ali's like do i want to go to mrs d's party fuck no 
Arya, you mean not Allie. Yeah, sorry. Um, and I was like, oh, or does a bridal show bring up other issues? And this is what I really wanted Arya to be like, you know what? Go <laughs> fuck yourself, mom. Well, meanwhile, Ella's like phone keeps vibrating during the scene. She keeps reaching over to shut it off. Uh, Arya's drinking her moon tea. Yeah, does this bring up other issues like Ezra and Maggie and their son? And Arya's like, that's not why we broke up. And then Arya's like, who keeps calling you? Is that Zach? And Ella says, yes, he won't let me sleep until we speak. And it's 3 a.m. in Vienna. And Arya's like, okay, take the call. And like, she's a little bit annoyed. Mm-hmm. And Ella's like, you sure? And Arya's like, yeah. But like, you can tell she's going to be a little pissy about this oh, later. This, this is a test, yeah. Yeah. And so Ella stands up to answer. She's walking out the door and she says, hello. Yes, I'm sitting with Arya and she thinks you're a very persistent man. And Arya just like, she has this like flash of annoyance. Like just the display of romance is, you know, like just irritating to it's, her right it's, now. It's vulgar to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... She, I feel like it's funny because Ella probably does what Arya was doing for a long mm-hmm. time there, where she takes the call out into the porch so no one will hear. And Arya's like watching her mother through the window there. Well, because Ella's like, "How are you? Do you miss me yet?" Arya does not look. Arya's just like staring into the flames of the fireplace. So obviously, Ella is very out of touch with Arya, and she's trying to catch up with the last few details that she knows about, which are things like Maggie and Malcolm. Um, so beyond the creepy book stalking, what have you, we have to assume that Ella didn't even know that Ezra got back together with Ezra, the, the two of them got back together for like, no, no, she doesn't know about that at all. Um, so I guess they weren't broken up when Ella left, but I thought, they uh, were. no, they were, they, they'd yeah. been broken up. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, so as far as Ella knows, this is just fallout. I, I feel like if you're from... Ella, you're like, if my daughter's moping, it's probably about that fucking English teacher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, at the Spencer's living room, she's on the couch. She's all curled up and blank, and she gets a text. It's from Emily that says, Spoke of Jason. You're right. Allie's mom definitely has it out for you. Which is, oh, well. <laughs> this is not the text that will reassure anyone. For somebody like Spencer Hastings, who always suspects that everyone has it out for her, this is probably both gratifying and not very reassuring. Well, I want Emily to end it with, like, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet dreams. Oh, and so Spencer, of course, she's in her living room. She's in a under a blanket on the couch because this is where Spencer goes when she feels vulnerable. Yeah, which has always seemed a little strange to me. Just surrounded by windows. Yeah, there's like four different entrances to this place, and there's windows everywhere. Like, well, can't be defended at all by a single person. But a I guess she doesn't proven, like the idea of getting trapped in her room. A is proven time and again. Well, I think she's basically recoiling from the uh, the dirt. She doesn't know yeah, about. Yeah, I mean that's, about, but no, but the, this she's always does this. Whenever true, Spencer true. feels vulnerable, she sleeps downstairs. But uh, like A has proved time and again that A can break into this house. Hell, even fucking Mikey Montgomery's broken into yeah. this house. I mean, I can only assume that she likes that there are so many. Let's call them exits instead of entrances. Like she has a lot of outs. Whereas if she was in a room, she'd be like backed into a corner. Plus, I think she probably has like a crossbow t- stapled under the uh, couch there. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's she's just like booby trapped the whole room yeah. to like protect herself now. And so of course the, she hears a, the door open, one of the many doors in this place, and she gets panicky. She's like, "Hello, who's there?" And it's it's just Dean. He says, "It's just me." He's entering in from one of the side doors. He goes into the kitchen. He says, "Just getting some iced tea." And Spencer kind of hides her phone under. He's her got blanket. a got a book tucked under his arm. Yeah, and Dean's like, "You're sleeping down here tonight." And Spencer's like, "Well, is that against your rules?" And he says, don't bust my chops, Spencer. I think I've been pretty generous with you. It's like, hey, Dean, lose the attitude. Yeah. And she's like, generous? How do you figure that? 
Her phone starts vibrating. He says, well, I let you hang out with your friends last night, and I'm not even questioning why your knee is buzzing right now. And Spencer kind of knows she's busted, and he says, go ahead, answer your knee. But you should be talking to me. And she's like, why? And he says, well, that's why I'm here. You're not sleeping, and clearly you don't feel safe in your own house. Is that because your parents aren't here? And she says, no, my parents are the ones keeping me up. What are you reading? And he says, a book, very helpfully. What an ass. Uh, he says, why are your parents keeping you up? Well, because he's not going to let her deflect. Yeah. He's still, I'm using this loosely, a therapist. <laughs> yeah, so why are your parents keeping you up? She says, because I have huge holes in my brain about the summer that my f- friend uh, was killed and my parents refused to fill in the blanks. Can we please talk about something else? And so he says, love at first fight. And she's like, what? And he says, it's a Jack Dempsey story. He's like holding out the book. The Jack Dempsey story. He was a boxer, came from a family like mine where fighting was a second language. Like, oh my God, this sounds like the most boring book ever. So does Dean's life. So does Dean's life. (laughs) You're reading a story about some old timey boxer. Oh God. Boring. And Spencer rightly says, sounds like that would put me to sleep. And he says, I'll give it a try. May I? And so she kind of shrugs and she pulls her legs up to give him some room to sit on the couch. Uh, very clever girl, this Spencer Hastings. Oh, she's giving him room to hang himself. But he sits down and he flashes her the biggest, goofiest grin. Like he is so ecstatic to read to her. About some stupid old boxer. But it's it's like, number one, he's like sharing some kind of you know personal bullshit detail about his life of her but also he's treating her like a child yeah by reading to her um, Yeah, he's gonna read to her from this book uh so ari's living room after her call is over ella comes back inside ari gets up then and i was like oh are you making more tea and ari's like no i'm going to bed and ari- i was like what i thought we were gonna talk Arya's outfit by the way like dark gray sweatpants a uh black t-shirt that says love and rock and roll on it mm. uh that has like a big old neck kind of like hanging off one shoulder Mm-hmm. It's a good look. And Arya's like, well, yeah, that moment's passed. And I was like, well, Arya, what happened? And Arya's like, nothing. You went to Vienna and found your bliss. I stayed here and got kicked in the teeth. Night. <laughs> and I was like, don't do that. Don't push me away. And Arya's like, you're not even in this room, Mom. You found and, someone in your life who's clearly more important than us. Well, Arya's like, she's near tears now. Yeah, and Ella's like, don't be ridiculous, which is really poking the dragon. And Ella's like, you know, nobody comes before you or Mike. And Arya's like, really? Where have you been? Ari should be like, who's Mike? Yeah. Ella reminds Ari that she was the one who convinced her to go with Zach and that she practically packed her suitcase. And Ari has like tears in her eyes now. And Ari's like, well, maybe I was wrong, okay? And maybe you should have packed a little less. Your kids live in this country. And Ari's like, admitting that she's wrong. Yeah. And I was like, so are you mad at me or Ezra or yourself? And Ari's like, no, don't make this a teaching moment. Oh, but you will be pleased to know that you were right. It was a huge freaking mistake getting involved with him. So send me an I told you so car when you get back to Austria. Good night. Arya out. Um, which uh, first poor of all, Arya. I wish they made like Hallmark I told you so cards. <laughs> also, I wanted Ella to keep protesting Arya's exit and then Arya to be like, I said good night, sir. <laughs> hey, Arya once again crying out of just her left eye, the real eye. Uh, and it's, this scene's, it's, Kind of sweet in a way because he, even though Arya, like we say, likes to be the most adult to them, she's in many ways like she needs her parents more than anyone else. Mm. Like, and she's just kind of admitting that to herself and her mom now that like she she actually really isn't able to deal like with this adult situation. She missed her mom. Well, and it's it's like she's admitting that she was wrong, but it's like 
fuck you, mom. This is your fault that I was wrong. Yeah. Well, it's because she's still a child in many ways. Mm-hmm. And she's also a, a, an adorable sociopath. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spencer's living room. Spencer's asleep, and you know, it's <laughs> later. Dina's falling asleep. But well, the, head, the camera on her ass. Well, the camera pans across. We see Spencer's lying asleep on the couch, and then Dean is also kind of like slumped over asleep, and his head is basically like on her ass. I mean, she's like under covers, but still. And then Veronica Hastings walks in. And she Let puts me- her briefcase down. She looks over and says, let me just say real quick, this is the one and the one-two punch of what I think is Leslie Farah's best episode ever. <laughs> On, she, Veronica looks up, she sees this sleeping arrangement here, and her face is just like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, Dean, and then she walks over, she like stands over, I think she kind of shakes him and she's just like, um, hello, job description, get up. And he's like, I- I'm sorry, I-, I must have fallen asleep. And this is where I wondered, did Spencer drug the iced tea earlier just to set this up? She's, She's just like, like, just a few ambience in the iced tea here. I know he likes to drink that. Oh, this is all part of my plan. Veronica's like, yes, you must have. On top of my daughter. What strikes me is just a little inappropriate. And Spencer wakes up. She's like, mom, what's going on? She's very innocent. Veronica's like, that was my question, but I don't need an answer. You can start packing. I think this arrangement has lost its appeal. And Spencer's like, what? Mom, nothing happened. Veronica's like, you can spend tonight in the barn, but tomorrow will be your last day. And he gets up and he's just like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And Veronica says, I'm sorry I didn't listen to my husband and hire this 60-year-old Scottish woman with diaper breath. So so during the interviews, was Peter just like, this old Scottish lady, this old battle axe, she smells like my whiskey. Hire her. I Peter, think Peter knows what's up. He knows his daughter. Yeah. It's like, Veronica, if we hire this dude. She's just going to seduce him and destroy him. Yeah. And Veronica's like, no, she will. And he's just like, all right, hundred bucks. <laughs> he just kind of, kind of smiles and sips yeah. his whiskey. That's my daughter. Hmm. Uh, Spencer's like, mom, mom, he was just reading to me. And Veronica says, you read perfectly well for yourself. Good night, Dean. The Dean takes off and Spencer's watching him go, just looking dazed, maybe then- a little guilty. Well, then she looks out a different window, which would not be the window that he he's exiting, the door yeah. he's exiting out of. And then we get like a quick shot from outside that window as if somebody was watching Spencer and they, the camera slowly drifts off to one side. It's really interesting. Um, so the next morning at the River Window Brew, Ari and Spencer are on the couch in the liar's net catching up on mom's shit. That was some excellent like bedhead hair by Spencer in that last scene too. Yeah. Spencer asks Wild if and Ari- awesome. Yeah. Spencer asks if Arya's talked to her mom since their little fight. Arya says no, that Ella's been the day of Mike. Uh, what about your mom? Spencer's like, disinfecting the house of all things Dean, thanks. Oh, and then as she's saying this, Emily walks up and puts two cups of coffee down for them and then sits in a chair across from them. Yeah, hard at work. Yeah, and she, Spencer says thanks to Emily and Emily smiles and Spencer says, look, have you told her about Jason's memory? Me telling Arya, yeah. Yeah. And Arya says, Spencer, how are we supposed to trust anything Jason remembers from that summer? Mm-hmm. His brain was soaked in corn liquor. And Jason thinks that he saw Cece that night wearing the same exact outfit as Allie. And we all know that Cece's not the blonde in that grave. Again, she's Captain Exposition. Yeah. Like, yeah, because it's like, see me there. Like, everyone got that? Well, it's because, like, Allie was wearing a yellow top and Cece was wearing a yellow top. But then there's, like, this other third person who's dead. Well, it's it's a fascinating thing, too, is that this mystery is still hung over this half season. The first episode of this half season is called Who's in the Box? Hmm. And we still have not answered that question. Fortunately, the next episode is called A is for Answers. Thank God. 
So Emily says, uh, so who ended, who ended up in that grave with the same clothes Allie had on? And Ari says, yeah, if Mrs. D is A, why would she be going after her own daughter? And Spencer says she's not going after her. Allie still doesn't know who tried to kill her that night. That's the whole point. Don't you guys get it? The person who went after Allie could still be out there. And it's like, well, obviously, Spencer. I feel like this this whole scene is just like reminding the audience of the stakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then Hannah swoops in, sits down in a rush. And she says, okay, if you guys have plans tonight, break them. We're going to put on wedding dresses for charity. Arya's <laughs> like, are you out of your mind? Which, just imagine, Arya's saying that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's rich. <laughs> she says, my mom found a whole new bag of clothes in Allie's bedroom. And Emily's like, slow down. And Hannah says, Mrs. D knows Allie's live, Emily. I mean, she's getting her new clothes and she must know where to send them. And Arya's like, okay, but why does that mean we have to go get married in her backyard? And says, because I'm betting the, that the address is somewhere in the house and we need a reason to be there. So he volunteered all four of us. And Spencer kind of looks up in alarm as Holbrook has cleared his throat and has walked right up. He's got his badge fully on display here. He's like wearing his like detective uniform, just no tie. Yeah. And he says, morning, Hannah. Girls. And Hannah says, hi. And the rest of the liars are like totally silent. Like Spencer won't even make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm guessing you told your friends about the anonymous tip. And more Hannah face, like more silence. Like they just look so incredibly guilty at yeah. everything he says. And he says, look, I don't want to give you guys any false hope. Allison's probably not alive. But if she is, after all this time, well, there's going to be a lot of questions, starting with who the dead girl in her grave. That thing that you guys were all just yelling about over here. <laughs> yes. He's like, I-, I couldn't help it over here what you've been screaming about. <laughs> he says, if you guys have any thoughts, you know where to find me. And he just walks off. They like basically said not a word to him after Hannah said hi. <laughs> if they were standing, they would have formed the liar wall. Yeah. So he walks off and Emily's like, so what time does your mom want us to be there? So interlude, before we get to this heavy, heady scene here, uh, my answer to your question is Stannis. Really? See, I, I kept coming back to Littlefinger. He seems too, at least too capable of like, uh, brawn. Like, there's too much, like, I don't know, physical threat. To okay. Back it, up. it seems a little too physically imposing. Yeah. To be Littlefinger. Yeah. Whereas I think he could really. Stannis would be fun. I think he could really imbue Stannis with something. Because Stannis is like a stick in the mud, but there's something there. Like, a good actor could pull it out. So his, his lackey know. is like, hundreds will die, my lord. And, and Peter Hastings can say, thousands. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember the guy's name who plays him now. But um, I feel like he's not. Stephen Delane. Stephen Delane. He's not like quite. He's not quite at the opportunity to really like chew on Stan's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, but Nolan North would be fascinating. <laughs> that would be insane. Yeah. So, uh, or maybe, I don't know, somebody, somebody at the wall, maybe. I don't know. Jon Snow. <laughs> oh, I think uh, when Peter Hastings tells you he knows how to do it, you believe him. He can be the, the great John and just be like, your meat is bloody tough. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be so awesome. Uh, so Spencer's bedroom. Veronica's going through Spencer's drawers just as Spencer walks in and sees this and asks her mom what she's doing. Veronica is busted. Yeah. Like, Where Veronica's have you like, been? Yeah. Spencer's like, the brew. Why are you going through my drawers? Um, she, so she, she rushes she, in and slams all the drawers shut. Yeah, she's like some tidy. Well, the, 
cool shot in this scene. I, I tweeted the picture of it where we see Veronica's reflection in that big oval mirror as they talk to each other. It's, I don't know. I love the way they use that big oval mirror for all sorts of like neat framing. Well, it's even better at the end of the scene. But uh, mm-hmm. Veronica says, when I gave Dean his final check, he said you've been sleeping downstairs because you don't feel safe up here. Is that true? And Spencer's just kind of like, sigh. She's like, oh, God, Mom. And Veronica's like, well, why don't you feel safe? Is this about not trusting yourself? Is there some like hidden stash of pills up here? Which I had to wonder, what happened to the bottle that came from A? Uh, I mean, I assume Spencer threw it away or who knows what. I mean, she um, went to rehab. Spencer's like, no, mom, I'm not the one who's hiding things. That would be you and dad. Excuse which is something me? that, which is yeah, something that I'm sure Spencer says to her parents a lot. So she's like, every time I asked you about that summer, you put up a firewall. How do you expect me to trust myself when my own parents clearly don't? Veronica says, none of us want to revisit that time. It was harrowing. Okay. Which makes you feel better about yourself. Sorry, guys. She says, as if there was two of you living in this house. So Spencer, we recognized, and your evil twin. And we never knew which one was coming down for breakfast. That's okay, why I'm- so let's just cut off here. Um, do we want to have the twin discussion? By all means. So this is tricky because this could potentially be a spoiler. Everything the writers have said is that this wouldn't be a spoiler. But I'll, I'm just going to go ahead and, and plow into this and... If this happens to happen on the show, well, what are you going to do? Um, so in the novels, in the Pretty Little Liars novels, if the show does not really follow much at all, there is an an evil twin, Allison. Uh, Allison has an evil twin. And it was the, the whole thing was like the the Allison they all knew was actually the evil one, but then the good one escaped from the mental hospital and Allison killed her, that one, and that's the one that's in the box. So in the books... Because they're they're in like cycles of four. Uh-huh. After the first storyline ends, it's it's Mona's A, and she dies at the end. Uh-huh. And then A, as I understand it, from that point on, it, the actual A is Allison. That the is real her. Allison, the one they knew was actually Courtney, her twin, who who, who was the who one was in was, Radley, who died. Yeah, who had been stuck in Radley and like had escaped, and and then the real Allie killed her. Um, so anyway, the the twin discussion in general, there's. All, I mean, there's a lot of hints on this show, a lot of mentions like we just had about twins and twinning. Uh, the writers have said they're not doing the twin storyline. The writers are also liars. They, so they, they said they weren't doing the Mona storyline at the end of season two as well. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe there will be an Alley twin. A lot of people have theorized that there will be a twin on the show. It just won't be Allison. Somebody else will have a twin. And Spencer would be, of course, a prime suspect for that. Well, every character has been brought up by fans as the the one yeah. guaranteed to have a twin. The, yeah, if you go to the PLL subreddit, half the theories are about somebody having a twin. You can't you can't escape any message board that deals with PLL without somebody talking about. Well, we know there has to be a twin <laughs> because it's in the books. And um, Stephanie, who we talked about a few episodes ago, who sent us a very nice long email. Uh, talked a lot about stuff in the books and kind of said, isn't it funny that this happened on the show? Like uh, the whole Hannah and Mike thing, because yeah. in the books, Hannah and Mike actually date. Um, but yeah, it's like at this point, I don't think there's going to be an evil twin. I don't think it. I mean, I, I had a theory who it could be, which we can get to after the next well, episode. The Spencer one would make some amount of sense because. Spencer like doesn't remember all this stuff that her parents said she did. I mean, well, I guess she's the... going to say that in five minutes. Yeah. Well, and the, the question there is like, I think Veronica would know if there right. was a twin. Yeah, and that's a lot of thing too. Is a lot of people 
want to talk about certain characters are clearly somebody's twin. And it's like, again, to be twins, it kind of implies that you exited the uterus. Yeah, that mother is going time. to be aware that, yeah. that something exited her body at some point in time. Yeah, you, yeah. You exactly. could, a father could not know about like a secret like son or daughter that the right. mother never told him about, but not the other way around. Right, right, yeah. Um, I mean, it's easier to make theories like... Uh, Veronica's like, I thought I had two afterbirths. Huh, turns out. I just thought that was a whole lot of placenta. Turns out it was an evil child that I totally forgot about. Yeah. Just, they just took yeah. it and put it in another room. I never knew about it, and it was raised to be evil. But, I mean, it's another thing to theorize that Dr. What's-Her-Name, who hypnotized Emily into things. Oh, Ann Sullivan, yeah. Yeah, that Ann Sullivan is, like, secretly Toby's mom or whatever. Like, those <laughs> are those are easier theories to make. But, yeah, a lot of people are so married to what happens in the books. I think in the books, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and please tell us no somewhere, doesn't Emily get pregnant? Like, have a baby as a teenager or something or other? I think so, yeah. I don't know. So, the, the twin thing, I mean, I... I actually doubt they're going to do anything with it, but they do make a ton of little hints and references to it. I mean, the whole thing that we've, be. we've brought up that Allie had like a picture in her room where it was like her on one side, Jason in the middle, and then another her on the other side. Right. Uh, that big poster about twins that's in her room. Like, there's all these little hints that maybe Allie has a twin. And I, I think it's just the writers playing around, but you never know. It's, and it's how it should be, though, because that's that's one of the beauties of the adaption process, especially of a mystery show, is how are they going to do this? What are they going to do? What is sacred? I mean, that's one of well, the reasons a lot of people are fascinated by Game of Thrones beyond just it's an entertaining show is what comes over from the books. Yeah, the, was the, the process. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think one of the things about the show is the whole idea of like twinning and doppelgangers is like mm-hmm. that's one of the, like the core themes that they love to play with on the show anyway. Well, so even if was, there isn't a literal twin. You know, I mean, my 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 theory that I always bring up is kind of like that. You know, it's a uh, the the tulpa. Well, even even deeper though is that you know our protagonists, our good guys on this show, are bad girls, actual mm-hmm. bad girls. <laughs> um, and that's the beast. They're pretty they're, and they're little, but they're liars. Yeah, it's, you know, they're not all bad. They're not all good. They're they're normal people with you know light and dark sides. Um. And sometimes just imagine it is their dark side. Just imagine a Spencer evil twin. Wouldn't that be amazing now? Oh, I feel like she would always float three inches off the ground. <laughs> Her eyes would be all black. Um, she would obviously know Latin and how to make uh, uh, paella and uh, flan. She mm-hmm. speaks Portuguese. Anyway, um, I'll repeat this again. So Veronica says, you know, is that there's is that that there's two of you living in this house? Does Spencer be recognizing your evil twin? We never knew which one was coming down for breakfast. That's why I made your sister promise that she would never bring up that incident that happened before she left for school. And Spencer's like, what incident? And Veronica's face is like, fuck. <laughs> and Spencer I says, mom, what incident? That. Yeah, it's like Veronica's like, uh. So she looks off, and we go right into another flashback. This is the two of the one-two punch of Leslie Fire's greatest episode. So we were in a flashback outside in the Hastings backyard. This is night, the summer that Allison disappeared. Yeah, there's a bunch of clothing strewn all over the glass and on, like, the kind of outside table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica's, like, going through some clothes that are just kind of, like, piled up haphazardly. She's, like, throwing them in the trash uh, after she looks at them. And then she hears a branch break, and she looks up very startled. Uh, but it's just Allie. Mm. 
Allie also has like some nice, like kind of Hannah Marin style raccoon eye makeup going on. It's an interesting look for her. Wherever, wherever, whatever party Allison just came from, looks like it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, she, she's got a very Hannah look going on, and, and Veronica's like Allison, and Allie's like, "Sorry, Mrs. Hastings, I was just cutting through to use your, our back door. It's you know past my curfew. What happened?" And Veronica's like, "Nothing. I'm I'm just uh, cleaning up." And Allie says, "Did Melissa and Spencer have one of their fights?" I know a crazy scissors when I see one. And Veronica's like, Allison, please, not tonight. <laughs> she can't handle Allison. Well, I think I think Veronica fully knows at this point what kind of person Allison is. Yeah, and Veronica, she's like there's like this like teddy bear on the table too that she sets down. I guess that got all cut up. Mm-hmm. Veronica's very stressed, and Allie looks a little concerned. She says, Look, I can stay and help you clean. And Veronica says, I don't want your help. Just I, I want to understand this, and I can't. What is happening to her? Why is she acting like this? And Allie's like, I wish I knew. And Allie seems to smile just a little bit as she says this, because Veronica's not looking at her. Mm. Uh, and Allie says, but if I ask her, she might turn on me. I love that line, because Allison, she seems gently perplexed, perplexed, a little sympathetic. Uh, she's acknowledging that, much like Veronica, she doesn't know what's going on with Spencer. And as we know, secrets are Allison's vice. It's how mm-hmm. she basically puts your balls in a vice. Um, but she's basically saying, like, I'm not a hero here. Like, I can't put <laughs> my neck on the line for you. That's not how this works. Yeah, That's I don't want Spencer Allison to turn on down. me. Yeah. And Veronica's like, go home. It's late. Your parents are probably worried. Allie, Allie smiles and walks off. But as she goes, she kind of looks over and we get this great shot of Spencer just like leaning against the side of her house. She's in like a gray hoodie. Uh, her hair is like draped over half her face. It's like dark Spencer. This is the evil twin. Uh, and Allie looks like alarmed to see Spencer like this. Cause Spencer is just like looking all like hard. Well, it's like once her eyes lock on Allison, I'd be fucking terrified too. I'd shit my mm. pants. It stopped me from running away. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a seriously creepy image because she just kind of, it's like she's been there all along. It's like that kind of thing when you realize that somebody's yeah. been standing there all that time. It's she's like you just, want to jump out of your own skin. Yeah, it's like she's just been there leaning against the side of the house being creepy. Yeah, uh, so in flashback, back in Spencer's bedroom, Veronica's like, you don't remember any of this? And Spencer just like shakes her head. She's no, like, like baffled. Completely stunned. <laughs> yeah. And Veronica's like, right, well, your father and I didn't know what to think when Allison disappeared a few nights later. We've done everything we could to protect you, Spencer. We know you're not a monster those pills are poison but you so, need to leave that summer alone spencer's parents basically think that she murdered Allie while on drugs yeah yeah and and now spencer knows that her parents think this of her well and and it's the the, the pleading please there like <laughs> like like her voice cracking veronica goes and she kind of embraces spencer and then leaves the room because i don't think she wants spencer to see how terrified she is not. She's a well. Even Spencer herself is crying now. Uh, and then there's a excellent shot as Spencer kind of regards her evil side in that big mirror. Mm-hmm. She like looks at herself in the mirror, and then she looks out the window, and we see that Mrs. Dillarentis is once again in Allie's room, in that window in Allie's room, staring at Spencer, just super creepy. Like this shot is just like jarring. She just like right. looks out the window, and it's like, bah, like there's Mrs. D just like staring at you. Yeah, and then she pulls the blinds up. Yeah, so if I can remember, I'll go into it next week. One of my theories that my take on the evil twin thing has to do with mirrors. Mm. Uh, famous films that 
that would kind of give you him what I'm getting at. I would name check Psycho. I would also name check Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill. It's mm-hmm. basically the same device there. But also, I had a quick question for you. Uh, we know that Allison was trying to blackmail Peter. Uh huh. I can't remember. Was it? Oh Brian no, no, she um, she was blackmailing Byron. Jason she... thought she was blackmailing Peter. Okay, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember there was a whole thing. Was Veronica aware of any I of that stuff? I, I don't think we know for sure. I doubt it. Because uh, okay. I don't think she knew at the time about Jason. Okay. Um, but yeah, and Spencer, she's just like well, they knew terrified enough. of herself right now. They, I think they knew by the summer that Allison disappeared. Veronica did because that's when they freaked out. Before then, I think. Before then they freaked out when uh, Melissa went on the date with Jason. Yeah, she may may have found out sometime around then. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just wondering, like, how much does Veronica hate Allison potentially because of that stuff? I'm sure at least a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. So there's later. that creepy shot of Jessica staring at her and staring at her, and then just like reaching up and closing the blinds. As Spencer just looks so fearful and like freaked out, oh, like she's losing her mind. The stillness. Mm-hmm. She's so like inhumanly still. Um. So later at Mrs. D's house, the bridal show, we're not going to tent outside. Uh, no, sorry. It's like a little valet umbrella section where there's there's some dude in a tuxedo, some kid like getting ready to like act as a valet. Yeah, this really uh, uh, out of his league Asian teenager. <laughs> uh, well, like, car pulls up. It's Hannah, and she's starting to get out. And this valet like runs around to the driver's side, and he says, "Welcome to Engage to Change, a night to benefit." And Hannah just like holds up a hand. She's like, "Okay, save it. I'm working this. Where do I park?" <laughs> just like so much attitude from Hannah. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm not sure, exactly sure. And then off screen, we hear Travis say, I'll park it for you. And Hannah turns and sees that Travis is in a tuxedo as well behind her. She looks suitably impressed. She says, wait, you're working this? Oh, yeah, because he's poor. Yeah, Travis says, you wouldn't catch me in a penguin suit if I wasn't. And Hannah says, I like you as a penguin. She tosses in the keys and heads inside as uh, oh, going to the chapel starts playing still, we get a nice montage she is so goddamn charming that even the marlboro man here can't help but start to smile oh of course so we start yeah we start to hear the sound of wedding bells because it's uh, i believe it's bet midler's chapel of love is playing uh, they share a look as she walks off and then we get to a montage of models getting dressed up in their wedding dresses or some kind of these are all the liars. Idea. Well, it's in, yeah, I don't think it's just the liars. I think it's some of the other models, I'm too. I'm pretty sure this is the liars. The, the dresses we see are the ones they're wearing. Okay. Well, there's got to yeah. be other models of this thing, too, right? Who knows? We never see them. But there's got to be some kind of playing at the idea that all little girls want to grow up to be married or whatever. Um, well, so, the, I mean, we see them, you know, various accessories and dresses and, like, veils being put on, like, rings and gloves and bouquets, like, all, all the wedding stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll bet they, like... They love this opportunity to get the liars in wedding dresses because it's pretty unlikely we're ever going to see anyone get married on this show, mm-hmm. you know, because they're still in high school after five seasons. So uh, this is probably their chance to to go nuts with the wedding stuff. Right. So, of course, we see Arya has like 10,000 necklaces on and her wedding dress is basically like this weird kind of material girl thing. Well, it's like if... Uh... It's like if like uh, Cindy Lauper from the eighties, Madonna yeah. from the eighties had a fight, and what was left over after that brutal fight was this mysterious girl with a lyrical name and she, finger gloves. She's wearing like elbow length white satin gloves, but they're fingerless. And as we know, by this point, after that very special episode of PLO, Veronica's not doing anything like a virgin anymore. Veronica? No, I'm sorry, did I say Veronica? I meant Arya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Veronica is. Uh, 
I, I, uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Wedding dress wise, which one do you prefer? I, I think I prefer Spencer's. Uh, Spencer's is sensible. Emily's is just boobs. boobs. It's like <laughs> 3D boobs. Uh, as we've discussed on Twitter this past week, memorable boobs. Um, yeah, so we see the girls in their, their dresses, their bouquets, and Spencer's like, is Jason even here? And Emily says, well, if he came here to help his mom, then why wouldn't it be? And Spencer says, probably because Chiffon versus Tafita isn't where he's most helpful. Tafita. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Hannah sighs, and she's like, we're never getting upstairs. And Emily's like, why? And Hannah says, the house's event headquarters. We're not going to be able to squeeze past Allison's mother without her noticing. And Arya says, I'm lucky, I'm lucky if I can squeeze out of this tent. Which is like, is this another reference to Arya's pregnancy? <laughs> There's all these weird little things. Like, I don't know. I kind of wonder if, like, the writers are like, maybe we want to go here. We'll just put a couple, like, hints in. See, the easiest, yeah, it's it's nice, funny hints. The easiest thing would be, like, if she was just constantly throwing up in the morning. So that would be the easiest <laughs> metaphor to really like. Well, we've already had her throwing up. We've had her, like, seemingly, like, she can't fit into a certain, like, skirt anymore. And now she's talking about needing to, like, squeeze out of this tent. I don't know. Then Maybe Ashley comes it. over to the clipboard. And she says, ladies, when you're done with your touch-ups, please remember to check the list by the stage. Ashley asks uh, Spencer where her veil is. And Spencer acts quickly and says that she must have left it inside. So Ashley asks her to go get it, please. And off Spencer goes. Well the, the... well, the way she says it, she's like, go get it, please. And Spencer's like, mm-hmm. And Ashley's like, no. And Spencer's like, okay. <laughs> I wonder if like Michael got Ashley's fired. getting a little bossy. Although I, I do feel like we're we miss out on the like you would think there'd be some sort of Ashley Hannah moment here, just Ashley seeing Hannah in a wedding dress. I feel why like there's like a moment to be had between the two of them. Well, I think Ashley's running on like a certain type of frustration here, and also just like a, a cold, like stone cold dead fear of yeah. Mrs. Laurentis is like wrath. <laughs> She's terrified of Mrs. D now. Um. So in the deal in his living room, Jason's like curling up some kind of cord or something when Spencer walks in. Spencer can like yeah, it's like an extension cord. Spencer can taste the awkwardness, and she's like, "Oh hey, Jason, I'm I'm just you know I'm here to get my headgear or whatever." He walks over to her very silently, like he's like he's watched his mother in action, and he's like, "You know what? Why don't I just shut the fuck up and like stare at people?" Maybe yeah, he like somewhere. barely says a line through this whole scene. So Spencer's like, "Look, Jason, I just want to be very clear about something." I'm here to help Hannah's mom. I didn't come up here to get in your mother's grill. And I've been very shaky recently because I don't know if Emily told you, but this time last week I was playing solitaire for Dale. And he's like, what? And she's like, it's a rehab clinic. And he's like, I know what it is. I know what it is. Why are you there? And the smile on her face, the touch of a smile, she's like, long story. Yeah. But isn't it funny that you and I always have more in common than we think? Like, very nice, like, wry smile from Spencer. Yeah. And he's like, I got to get this out of the tent. Well, you know that Jason is dead in his heart. And he's ice skating on that cold deadness because Spencer is incredibly charming herself. How could you yeah. still be angry at her? And Spencer's like, wait, Jason, can I just ask you one thing? You once told Emily that she had a memory of seeing my sister talk with Cece in your backyard the night Allie disappeared. And he said that Cece was, uh, she's, you said you thought Cece was Allie because they were wearing the same clothes. And Jason's like, what's your question? Spencer says, are you sure it was Cece? Could it have been another blonde? And he doesn't answer because, uh, Dean has just walked up behind Spencer. And he's like, oh, sorry for interrupting. Uh, and Spencer's like, Wait, so, oh, Dean, this is but, Jason. So she introduces him. Let's do some role playing here. I'll, I'll, I'll play Jason. Hey. Hey. 
There you go. That's how we did it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jason walks off, and Spencer's like, "Jason, can we please talk later?" <laughs> he just like wanders off without saying a word. He said like two lines in that whole scene. Will we? And Dean's just like, "I just came by to say goodbye and uh, give you this." And he hands her his card, and he says, "Uh, you know, you can call me twenty four seven. You hear? You hear?" And she says thanks, and she takes the card, and then like this very awkward hug, where it's like, it's like, are they supposed to hug? They're not really sure. They hug Boy. awkwardly. I got a sense that Dean's been slightly bitten by the Spencer bug. Oh, well, isn't everyone? Well, yeah. Spencer knows her power. I, I feel like he's just like, God, I wish you were 18. I mean, fuck <laughs> it. I mean, how old are you? <laughs> um, she might be 18. I don't. We don't really know how old she is. I, I doubt it. I doubt any of them are actually 18. Uh, so they're Dean probably recognized... like approaching 18, though. Oh, I think they're approaching. Which is honestly like bad news for them because like all the multiple felonies they're all committing. Like, that becomes more of an issue once you're a legal, you know, adult. I I suspect at some point we're going to see, like, the trial of the century on PLO. But <laughs> Dean recognizes that Jason was the guy Spencer ran out to see yesterday morning, right? And Spencer says, yeah, Jane's been, Jason's been gone for a few months. He was at Clark Center. And Dean looks a little intrigued by that. He told you that, huh? And Spencer's like, yeah, why? And he's like, well, Clark Center's been closed for, like, two years. Spencer's face is like, what? And he's like, be "Be careful, careful, and then leaves. If possible, Spencer's even more suspicious of everything now. Yeah. So in the tent at the bridal show, uh, cookie techno music. Yes, it's like where they like get dressed, I guess, out in like this clothing. Mrs. Mrs. D and Ashley are by a rack of hangers, like looking over at the liars. Uh, Mrs. D is wearing a black dress, the kind you'd wear to a funeral. Uh, Big pearl necklace, yeah. Yeah, she, Mrs. D said, I can see the liars are going to be in the show, and she's like, you asked your daughter and her friends to model the dresses? And Ashley's like, well, we were short on time, and they offered. And Mrs. D's like, you asked, or they offered. And Ashley apologizes, but I really want her to be like, what do you want to hear? <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry, Jessica. I really am sorry. And Jessica's just like staring her down, just like walks off, and Ashley just sighs, probably thinking like, and I'm going to need a new job soon. And some, and like a crate of wine. Yeah. And just as Jessica's leaving the tent, Spencer enters with her veil. Uh, and they both like stop as they see each other. And like Mrs. D just like glaring hate. Oh, like she's going to, she's so angry she's going to shit right there. And yeah. Spencer's like very meekly kind of minces past her. Like, eh, don't mind me. Uh, and so she goes into the other part of the tent where the liars are. She joins up to them. She says, you guys, Jason wasn't in rehab. And Ari's like, what? And Spencer says, he lied. And he says, where has he been all this time? And Spencer's like, I don't know, maybe in Rosewood, helping mommy. <laughs> so Hannah decides they have to get into that bedroom. Uh, and just then, Ashley Marin walks in. Oh, no, Hannah, Hannah's like, we have to get in that bedroom. And Hannah just gets up and walks away. Yeah, she just walks off, just as she's, Ashley Marin's walking in. She's like, you know fucking what? For two years now, I've watched Arya just get up and walk away whenever she wants. <laughs> Hannah, out. And so Ashley says, Arya, that's your cue. Emily, you're on deck. Where's yeah, Hannah? The music's changed, yeah. Uh, again, poor Ashley. She used to be a bank manager. Now this. Yeah. And Emily's like, uh, I think Hannah went to the bathroom. And Ashley's like, in that outfit? That's a lot of dress. All right, girls, follow me. Come on. So. She leaves uh, Ari and Emily away. Ari, Ari and back. Emily go. Spencer hangs back and kind of like looks at herself in the mirror and then walks out the opposite side of the tent. Mm. Um. So she... She has like she sees something, and when she's outside, she starts heading well, the direction. This of it. side of the tent, like empties, like straight into the woods, apparently. Yeah, uh, which surrounds this whole house or whatever. But Spencer mm-hmm. watches through the woods there as Mrs. D hurriedly runs over to like a bush and hands something, a bag. It's a, it's a suitcase. It's like a very a small suitcase. suitcase. Yeah. 
has somebody behind a bush and then walks away. And then we see as that person behind the bush walks away too. And Spencer's thinking, well, like, we see their shadow go like, we can't, we never get a good look at who this person is because they're like behind a bush. Right. And Spencer's like, well, that's interesting. So then Ashley pops out of the tent. She sees Spencer and she's like, Spencer, don't wander. You're up soon. As she heads back in the tent, you know, she calls Spencer's name and Spencer's like, coming. And then she, she walks off into the woods. Because of course Spencer's going to go after them because she's thinking that's Allison. So after the commercial, we're it's in not going of- well for uh, Ashley's like you know corralling of the liars here. Well, because again, there has to be the fashion show. there has to be more models because of the four that she potentially got total, only two of them are doing any modeling right now. <laughs> Ashley's like, let's be real, two for four ain't bad. But these girls, <laughs> the way they run off at the drop of a hat. Well, everyone's like, so you're telling me that we came out to this charity thing for who knows what the fuck. We watched two teenage girls parading around <laughs> in a wedding dress, and I ruined my manicure at this shrimp parfait bullshit. Well, I like that even though they're not participating, the other liars are still dressed in wedding dresses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilariously. Uh, so after the commercial in front of the house, Hannah's heading away from all the wedding commotion. We can hear the music playing, people clapping and cheering on the wedding fashion show. Hannah heads over to the valet station where Travis is. She asks if Travis has seen Mrs. DeLaurentis, and he's like, I'll tell you you're looking for her. And she's like, I'm not. I'm trying to avoid her. And he asks if she's trying to pull off some kind of runway bride thing. I think this is like his attempt at dry humor. And Hannah's like, no. Me and my friends are trying to get into a bedroom without her knowing. So if you see her, could you stall her? And his only good line is, okay, I'm not sure she and I have a whole lot to chit-chat about. (laughs) And it's like, please, look. We just have to get one thing and we'll be out of there. We've been trying to get upstairs a couple of times. but And he's like, Hannah... Is this the sort of thing that's eventually going to involve a police lineup? <laughs> she gives him this look that's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was talking to an amateur. Yeah. And then that, this poor bastard valet runs up, the other valet. Yeah. And he's like, hey, can you help me back up? He just seems so sad and pathetic. And Travis is like, yeah, just give me a sec. Yeah. Uh, and so Hannah says, look, the thing is, there's stuff I haven't mentioned. Let's just say that he's the Miles to uh, Travis's LeFleur. Yeah. And Travis is like, you don't have to tell me. You had me at, could you? Hmm. And Hannah smiles at this. And Travis turns and kind of walks over behind the other car that the valley is supposed to back up. And he's like, are you ready? Just uh, bring it back. Keep it coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Good. As this guy backs right into the Delorentis mailbox. Knocks it over, yeah. Yeah, just has the guy back right into it. And even Hannah is like scandalized by this. She's like, She's Travis. Like, yeah. And the Asian guy gets out, runs over. And he's like, dude, what the hell? And he's like, I am so sorry, man. Travis says, uh, that's my bad. I feel like this valet is just going to like skip town now. <laughs> like he runs off. Like, I don't even know if he gets back in the car. I think he just like runs and like doesn't stop until he collapses eventually, well, like halfway across town. He's probably watched Mrs. D like yank somebody's spine out of them through their mouth. <laughs> he's probably terrified. Yeah. He just, he just runs. Yeah. And, <laughs> He's, and then Travis says, guess Mrs. Dillarentis and I have something to talk about now. And Hannah's like, you're crazy. And he kind of runs a hand over his, her veil, and he's like, you know, it's, it's a little intimidating, you and this thing. And Hannah's like, well, get over it. Which <laughs> such classic Hannah Marin. So much attitude. Mm-hmm. So he kisses her, and she leans in and enjoys it. But he pulls her close, and they like kind of melt into this kiss, because this is one of those, like, we love danger kisses. Yeah. Um. So if I remember correctly, when this first aired, you had this unshakable distrust of Travis. I don't trust Travis. I still don't. Okay. You're like, something's up with that guy. Something is up with that guy. He's too, was it, would you say like he's too conveniently helpful? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was my thing in this episode. Like, he's just a little too helpful, and mm. like, oh yeah, sure, I'll just like knock over this, uh, you know, mailbox. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't know. I don't trust him. Mm. So backstage in the tent, Arya's like looking at herself in the mirror. She, uh, she takes off like her veil. Uh, or going her, to her crazy place. Yeah, Ella comes up behind her, and Ella says, "Is the mother of the bride allowed back here?" And Arya's just kind of like sigh. <laughs> Ella says, when I saw you on the runway, it kind of took my breath away. I was kind of glad your father wasn't here, because when he starts crying, I start bawling, and I would have embarrassed you even more. And he's like, you don't embarrass me. She says coldly. Yeah, and Ella says, well, good. I know I may never get to hear what happened with Ezra, but I do know he broke your heart. And if I was to tell you something, or, I'm sorry, and if I was to tell you that sometimes what seems like an ending turns out to be and Arya's like mom I'm, I'm not i'm not ready to hear this well Arya has a light coat of tears in both of her eyes as she says, yeah she to managed to cry out of her uh, glass eye it's pretty impressive and then all sorts of things that you know when she met byron they were both teenagers she never expected to be with anybody else never and then one day things change and it's over and well, also like, talking a lot of crazy metaphors here it's well, like they're both broken, like fighting tears uh mother daughter it's a broken bone that heals but it still throbs every time it rains and sometimes when a when a sailor goes out to sea and he doesn't come back anyway so meanwhile like byron is like nailing coeds in syracuse <laughs> who just want to give a lame art history professor but poor ella's feeling emotions and Ari says it doesn't feel like this is ever going to go away though and ella says sweetie it will it will i promise look at me i didn't think i would ever find someone who would make me smile again but i did and the reason zach kept calling last night was because of you he wanted zach to know Bigger. your reaction well this, yeah, this is what aria man. perks up she's like my reaction to what <laughs> i'm sorry I, I i entered the conversation now i'd like to know what's going on and ella kind of like very like almost embarrassingly or embarrassedly holds up uh, an engagement ring in a box Ooh. It's like she's embarrassed, but she's also, it's like she's ducking in case Arya's going to fling <laughs> shit like a monkey. She's just like, don't hit me. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a ring. And Arya's like, he proposed? And Ella he says, proposed. oh yeah, in two languages. And Arya's like, well, why didn't you tell me about this yesterday? And it's like, uh, because you're being a massive cunt, Arya, that's why. <laughs> and Ella says, because I wanted to discuss something more important first. You. Bitch. And Arya's like, mom, oh my god. And so they hug it out. And I think Arya's going to steal that ring. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to the, the, be the thing where, like, Lucy Hale takes the ring and, like, bites into it, and she's just like, <laughs> two carrots. Not bad. That's probably more of a Spencer gesture. Uh, yeah. So, cut to Allison's bedroom. Emily and Hannah, there's a great shot of them both, like, looking under the bed. The Hannah gesture would be uh, to just, like, take the ring and rub it against some glass to see if it's a real diamond. Yeah, or maybe like, she, like, stomps on it. And then when yeah. it breaks, she's like, it wasn't real. Well, you can break diamond. Uh, okay. But cut to Emily's boobs. Because she's on the ground, like, pulling up the, like, half the bedspread to look up under Allie's bed. Emily's boobs are about to bust out of that dress and have their own, like, lifestyle blog. I mean, Jesus Christ. If they, well, it I seems like whenever they, they put her in, like... half pretty glasses this episode. Whenever they put her in, like, the crazy formal wear, it's just, like, boobs everywhere. Well, what's kind of funny is that usually Hannah also has that problem. Yeah. Not as it's, much in this episode. But we do see that Hannah is on the other side of the bed, also, like, looking up. Like, they're looking at each other underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, where'd your mom find the shopping bag? And Hannah's like, in here, but obviously it's gone now. So they both get back up, and there's this great overhead shot of the two of them kind of, like, struggling to get up in these huge-ass wedding dresses. Like, navigating. And, like, they practically, like, run into each other as they're trying to, like, fix their dresses. It's and, like, like, stumble around each other. Yeah, it's like watching mermaids flopping around. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing about these two, you know, not being real, 
is that they're not like uh, they're unencumbered, so they can have like adventures like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hannah goes to the closet. She opens it up and she finds like a. Uh, it's like a collage of like, a, like yeah, New York City collage. bullshit. Yeah, like there's like some fucking like there might as well have been like Taylor Swift "Welcome to New York" lyrics stapled on that thing. Well, there's like Broadway tickets to The Lion King, Phantom of the Opera, a matchbook in a menu from Mama Gabusi's, mm-hmm. um, and like some like Nosferatu and like some like cheap buttons and I love New York. I mean, it's New York shit. I can guess what theater she saw that at in New York. Uh and Hannah's like, hey, Em, what's the name of that restaurant you called? And Emily's like, Mama Kabusi's, why? And Hannah's like, get your tablet. Yeah, so uh, they sit down at the bed, and Hannah's like, look at this. They're looking at this big collage, and Hannah says, do you think Allie's been hiding out here? And Emily says, no, but it might mean something to her. I have an very, idea. Very quickly, she says no. Um, so she she tries one of the email addresses she found before, and it turns well, out that Mama Kabusi's What she's doing is she's... She's using that email address as a login and then signing in with Mama Gabusi as a password. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, it works. And so Hannah's like, what now? And so Emily's going to send a message and she's going to send it to the other email address from the money stash. Right. Uh, from this one email she just was able to sign into. And the message is, Allie, call me. We need to talk. You're in danger, M. And Hannah's like, so what now? And Emily says, we wait. Meanwhile, out in the woods, like we saw at the top of the episode, Splinter's hunter, hunting and stalking through the dark woods in her wedding dress. She's calling out for Allison. We can make out that someone is running in front of her. At one point, I thought it looked like the silhouette of A, which really just means a it's really hard to hoodie. tell. Yeah, it might be someone in a black hoodie, but it's very brief. Uh-huh. At this point, you've seen half the cast in a black hoodie. So what does that mean? Uh, Spencer presses on. She falls. She gets up. She moves with a bit more brush. She's following someone. Well, she we just hear looks that. like wrecked. She's like bleeding and covered yeah. in dirt now. We see, we hear that metallic clank, like she's like stepped in a bear trap. She frees like she's been shot or stabbed, and she looks back and sees that it's the train of her dress has been caught. Her veil, trap. her veil. Sorry, What's yeah, her, somehow her veil triggered the uh, the bear trap, and it's stuck in it now. She pulls and pulls and tears it free. There's like this fabric tearing sound. Well, it's like who, like, did they have to rent this dress? Is she just gonna take this back to Mrs. D and be like, sorry? It's covered in dirt and probably ruined now. Like, well, there are there veil. stories, though, of other people like, so I'm just walking out in the woods, as us Rosewood teens do, mm-hmm. and I step in a fucking bear trap. <laughs> Why is there a bear trap? It um, kind of looks like A. It's, I don't know. It seems like it's someone in a hoodie and gloves. Yeah, it's yeah. Like frame by frame in like here. I said, we've seen plenty of people in hoodies and gloves at this point. Uh, so the sound of leaves ruffling and snapping of twigs around her, but Spencer runs back the way she Well, it's came. like she gets spooked. Like there's, it sounds like there's like more movement around her, and so she just like runs back. Which is fair. I, at some point, even Spencer's yeah. got to be terrified. I well, mean, she just almost stepped in a bear trap. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, she's like bleeding and like covered in dirt. I mean, sometimes the night is dark and full of aria, and sometimes it's full of whatever the hell. Here there be dragons. So Allison's bedroom, we cut back to. Hannah and Emily are sitting in the bed, just waiting. The door opens, and it's Aria. And Hannah's like, where have you been? And Arya's like, I was with my mom. Where's Spencer? Supposedly. So this is a point where you're right. Arya could have been like, you guys, my mom's getting married to that baker bro. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She reigns it in. Uh, and Emily says, we thought she, Spencer was with you. And then Emily's phone rings. Caller ID says, uh, you know, no one. It's unknown. It's, and Emily's like, it's blocked. So Hannah tells her to answer it. Emily puts it on speakers. Arya sits down. And Emily says, hello. And it's Allie on the other end. Allie says, how did you find me? And Hannah says, okay, Allie, the police know it's not you. And Allie's like, what? And Emily says, buried. They know it's not you in there. And Ari says, Allison, does your mother know? 
And Ellie says, no, don't speak to my mother, okay? She can't know anything. Which is interesting because the whole conceit of this episode is that Jessica did know. Apparently, she doesn't. And Ellie says, look, we want to help you, but you need to tell us what happened that night. And the audience. And Ellie says, then you need to come here. You need to hurry. And all the liars make, like, oh shit faces at each other. Yeah, so after the commercial, we're backstage in the tent. Arya's, like, going through Spencer's purse, and she finds her phone. The other oh, they're, liars They're back changed. in street clothes, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all in their, they're, they're getting down the dirty gear. And Arya's like, you guys, her phone isn't here. That's why she's not answering us. And Hannah's like, do you think that Mrs. D freaked her out and she left? And then <laughs> Emily's like, she, no, she wouldn't do that. Not without her stuff. So just then, Spencer comes running in like she just got married in hell. Well, she's, like, crying, like, yanking off her veil, like, she's in tears. There's and dirt and what looks like also blood on her Yeah, dress. there's blood. I think she, like, cut her hand or something, because she has blood on her dress and on her face. Well, and where the blood is, too, is especially creepy, because it's, like, lower hip area. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a few inches away from being something out of Carrie. Um, so they rush her, ask her if she's okay. She says that she saw Mrs. D in the woods, tried to follow her. Spencer says that Mrs. D was giving a suitcase to somebody and she thought it might be Allie. And Emily says, no, Allison's in Philadelphia. They just spoke to her. Like, she just says that matter-of-factly. And Spencer's kind of thinking, like, what the fuck's going on? You spoke to her? And Aria's just like, she told us where to go meet her. And Spencer's like, what? <laughs> and Hannah says, Spencer, come on, let's take this off. Let's go. And so Hannah's, like, kind of struggling to get Spencer's kind of, like, I forgot to describe Spencer's uh, dress here. It's, it's basically, like, a sleepless, you know, white, lacy dress. But it has this, like, kind of, like, half corset like it's, below the bust it's I, I think that's what that's called right the dress from the a tag yeah it's, it's the dress from the a tag and so she she's like kind of like clawing at this half corset uh and she's like will you please help me like she's like in pain from it so yeah. hannah like gets it off and and then they all scream in surprise and Hannah's like oh my god because we see is they like you know take the corset off and put it on the it's like a bed or whatever's in front of them uh it, there's bones, finger bones, like sewn in vertically on the inside of this the corset. The ribs of the corset are finger bones. Yeah. Uh, and there also is a little pouch in the middle with a note. And Harry's like, are those finger bones? And Emily pulls out the note and reads it. And the note from A says, what will you do when the rest of me comes out of the grave? And Spencer's just like sobbing and tearing out. And we see what? like she's totally covered in blood. Like. Like there, that's a lot of blood, like on her like lower like hip and like leg area there. Well, yeah, all the girls like freaked out, but Spencer looks like she's going to hyperventilate and scream and explode. Yeah. Uh, the because of the Rosewood establishing shot at night, I think we even hear the train that we don't quite see. Um, outside, so is that the same shot? And they just like darken it up somehow. I don't know the train shot, I, the infamous train shot. Uh, it so does seem darker, yeah. So, well, because it's night. But outside the Emily's Emily's house you know, later, Emily's on the uh, phone. She's on the phone of Arya. She says that she's outside as she walks out the door of her house. And Arya's like, did you get a jacket for Spencer? She's still shaking. Which just think about that. Spencer is still shook up. So you know it was serious. <laughs> Emily's well, been walking around with fucking finger bones, like, poking against her all night long. Like, that's why that dress was so uncomfortable. She almost lost her foot in a bear like, trap. Finger bones that might possibly be the bones of whoever was in the box. I mean, we know that A had that body for a while. Yeah, and had vodka chilling in the same like mm-hmm. uh, freezer with it. So Emily says, yeah, ask where they are. Ari says that they're gassing up the car. They'll be there in a minute. Emily says, okay, and hangs up. And then she looks as Paige starts walking up her lawn. Just looking meek and vulnerable. Like a sad little refugee. Uh, yeah. Emily gives her a very cold look and says, Paige, I can't talk now. Ari is picking me up. Paige says, please hear me out. 
Emily says, I can't hear more excuses. Oh, I love I love the disdain of how she says that. And Paige says, I don't have any. I came to tell you, you were right. You were right. I didn't just do it because I care about what happens to you. I did it because I don't care about what happens to Allison. Nice. And Emily's like, you're still so angry at her. You'd let somebody kill her. And Paige is like, I love you. Please forgive me. And Emily just kind of frowns sadly. And she, this is just ice cold. She says, I do forgive you. But I don't think I could ever trust you again. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. You did totally betray her, Paige. Yeah. Uh, and Paige says, what are you saying? And Emily's kind of like fighting tears now. And then behind Paige, the liars roll up in their car. And they're all just going to watch this awkward moment now. They're well, just all like staring. Well, so Hannah's driving. Arya's riding a shotgun as usual. A very jarred looking Spencer's in the backseat. And Hannah says, uh-oh, this does not look good. <laughs> and then back to Emily and she says, goodbye. She walks past Paige to the car and all the liars are just like, hey, look, Paige's heart's breaking over there. Everybody look. <laughs> well, they, have to, they look away because it's awkward. But then they, they make sure to look at pitiful Paige. As they well, it's like Paige sees them all just staring at her. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's when they kind of like all look away because it's like they don't want to make eye contact with her. But then they have. Well, to even look though like Hannah like shoots her little stink eye, like just well, for they, fun. They have to look at her as they're driving away because you can't you can't not rubberneck at this accident. <laughs> um, but I mean, just again, like Paige, the drowning thing, the unfortunate haircuts and the fashion, the setting up with the swim coach, where she got Emily's hopes up and then made made her look like a fool with that one guy. Uh, I mean, that, I guess that's one way you could spend that. When Emily went with the guy, the Olympic trainer guy. Well, I, I, from Paige's perspective, it's a very well intentioned. I want to. I want you to swim again, so I'm going to set you up with this Olympic trainer to help you out. But I don't want. I don't want you to like crush your hopes right away by like you know telling him that you're but, injured. But it feels like even more of a betrayal to Emily because it's like she lifted her spirits only to have her fall. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of it, this latest betrayal. Um. So later. We're in a dark, abandoned building somewhere in Philadelphia. The liars have let themselves inside. It's all, like, dusty and weird inside, and they're just looking around. Uh, And Hannah's like, what is this place? And Spencer's like, are you sure this is the address Allison gave us? And Emily says it is. Hannah finds, like, a little, like, kind of, like, styrofoam takeout box and a cup. Mm. And she's like, this is where she's been crashing? And meanwhile, Arya is kind of hanging back with Emily. She's like, Em, are you okay? Emily just barely nods, and Ari's like, look, it's probably a good thing you dealt with Paige before you see Allie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just like, mercenary, Arya. Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, it wasn't planned, and Ari's like, it never is. Arya, the like jaded pragmatist. <laughs> Girl talk. Yeah. Uh, so they, they get to a locked door, Spencer pounds on it, and she's like, Allie, Allison, are you in there? And just then, another door opens behind them, and they all like turn around. Like, surprise. And Spencer's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And then cut to black. Who could it be? Uh, we're going to find out in the next episode. But the mm-hmm. A-tag, we hear the, the ding of the bell on a hotel desk. And the clerk sets a key down and says... It's like a fairly swanky hotel. Swanky. It's like Hotel Del, Del Swanky. Um, says, I'll have the bellboy get your bags. Uh, then a black glove hand, once the, the clerk walks away, takes the keys on the, off the desk. Then grabs the hotel like sign-in book, the register. Flips back a page, runs a gloved finger down a list of names until they find C.C. Drake. Yeah, C.C. Drake is apparently staying at the Red Finch Inn here. Under her own name. Yeah. Fugitive C.C. Drake. <laughs> under her own name. Like international fugitive. She killed a cop. Uh, signed in under her own name. Well, really? International yet? 
I don't know. Maybe just national. But I mean, this, this is the first time you've been on the subject of a national manhunt, uh, CC. <laughs> first time. Oh, name. Uh, and then Abe picks up the phone and dials, and we hear the phone say, uh, Rosewood Police Department, how may, may, how may I direct your call? Then because A has to be A, A grabs one of the butterscotch candies out of the tray on the desk. Because mm-hmm. A has a sweet tooth. Uh, the next episode, wonderfully, is called A is for Answers. Indeed, that is, I believe, an I'm Marlene King episode. Yeah, written and directed by I'm Marlene King. Mm-hmm. Uh, season finale is season four. We're going to get some answers coming up. Mm-hmm. This has been unbridled. It's a little kind of like one last episode of like Mrs. D is evil, but then, oh, wait, no, surprise. Like, uh, she doesn't know Allie's alive. That's, you know, Spencer's theory's wrong. So now we're going to get some answers from Allie herself. They're finally going to get that bitch to talk. Well, we don't know that she doesn't know Allie's alive. We just know that she's not in cahoots well, Allie, with Allison. Allie doesn't think she knows, at least. We can yeah, say yeah. That. they're definitely not in cahoots. Well, that, so that, I, I th- think we could assume that that was not Allie getting, like, that suitcase from Mrs. D. Right, right. At the very least, it wasn't her. Yeah. And seemingly also not Cece Drake. If Cece's at this hotel, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll find out next week. Or will we? So, yeah, we'll be back next time to talk about A is for Answers. Uh, I think we got a review between now and the last episode from Renhapt. Mm -hmm. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that night. Uh, Not sure. Also, a very nice uh, message on Tumblr. So, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, the hand acting by Toby. Yeah, ruined forever. <laughs> I see it like whenever any actor does it now, I see it. I just think they, they all went to Keegan Allen's like hand acting class. I presume that that's the second half of his photo book. He's just teaching you how to get to the zen, jazz handy mm-hmm. Keegan Allen method. Definitely. Um... I mean, I just only thing left now is for the show to literally have like Keegan Allen go undercover as a mime. In a box. <laughs> oh, so somebody asked us on Twitter today, uh, "Who who's our spirit liar?" Um, I and I, I assume that we're just like restricting this to the four main liars. I said that mine would be Spencer, and that I, I guess that yours would be Arya. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I believe in her review. Stephanie said the exact opposite. Yeah, that is true. So, really, it doesn't matter what. Well, I think that's mostly just because she thought that I was A and you were the killer. Which is fair. Um, mm. It doesn't really matter what we think. I'm kind of more curious what our audience would think. Hmm. Well, what do you think? you got to have an opinion. Um, yeah, I'd say Who's Arya. your spirit liar? Arya? I'd say uh, I'm probably 65 to 75% Arya, and the mm. remaining <laughs> aspects are Spencer. Hmm. And sometimes those those percentages dip one way or another, but that's typically how it falls. All right. Well, I'm glad we solved that. Yeah. Uh, any other things we need to bring up? I don't think so. No. If you want to get in touch with us on the Twitter, we are at broswatchpll2. You can find our website page, broswatchpll2.com. And if you like the podcast and you feel like it, feel free to leave us a review in iTunes. We're up to 35 star ratings now, so that's pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, but uh, until next time, we're, we'll be back to close off season four. Yep. Bye bye.